Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z. And boy, have I missed you. And I have a word for you that will encourage you, that will build you up, that will take you onto your holiest, most place in faith. I'm excited about it, and I hope that you are too. So let's get right into the word, won't we? We're going to be coming from the book of Mark, chapter 2. And we're just going to read a few verses, and then we're going to celebrate your victory, okay? Because this is a victorious time in your life. So I want you to be encouraged as we dive into the Word. Get your Bible out. I'll give you some time. Or you say, well, I don't have my Bible. I'm in my car. Well, amen. Still put your listening ears on, because this is definitely going to bless you today. Amen. So let's go to the, let's go for a word of prayer because prayer in these days and these times are so essential. Um, it's essential to our lives. Uh, that's why God printed the Bible. That's why the Bible was printed because the Bible says that the word is medicine for all of our flesh. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you glory, and Father God, we give you praise, and we just say thank you for today, that the blessings of the Lord, they maketh rich, and they addeth no sorrow with it. Father, I am praying for every believer that is standing, representing you, Lord, and those who may not even know who you are, and Lord Jesus, they don't even know that you even exist, but there's reaching out today, Father God, to see and hear about this Jesus. Does this Jesus heal? Just Does this Jesus deliver? I want some of that. I need some of that. We pray now, Father God, for those in all the countries around the world. We're praying, Father God, that you will touch them, that you will bring deliverance to them, God, that you will be their Savior, that their Lord, their King, their Master, Father God. And we pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you will bring healing to their souls. Father God, that you would bring restoration to their families, Father God, and take them from a place of poverty, Father God, to the place of riches, O oh God. For, Father God, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all them that dwell therein. So we just want to say thank you for that, Father. We give you glory, honor, and praise. I'm asking you now, Father God, as your humble servant, that you would hide me, Lord God. Hide me behind you, Father God. That you would step up big. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me. And I say thank you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And bless God. So, amen. We're going to be coming from the book of Mark. And people wonder, does God still heal today? Does he still heal today? And the answer is yes and amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changes. He never changes. And his desire for you, wherever you are, whatever your situation is, you did not tune in to not get your blessing. You are blessed and you are highly favored. And you can take God's word. Because he's not a man that he should lie. Neither is he son a man that he should repent. Now listen, we deal with the thief. Who is the thief? 
The thief is Satan, who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his only purpose in life, is to kill, steal, and destroy. The Bible tells us that don't fear him who can kill the body, but that him who can kill both body and soul in hell. Now, understand that God has the power to do both. But in this day and this time, his desire is that you may have life, Zoe life, more abundantly. He wants you to have the abundant life down here on earth. And so many people are missing that um, a benefit of knowing Christ, loving Christ, being healed by Christ, and being whole by Christ. And maybe you're one of the ones who maybe gave your life to Christ at one point, and for some reason or the other, maybe you turned away from him. But understand this, is that Jesus is still here with outstretched arms to reel you back in. It wasn't by a mistake that you tuned into this broadcast today. And the Bible says, the day you hear my heart, a voice hard, not your heart. And you say, well, Pastor Lisa, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life. So many discouragements, so many betrayals, so many things that I can't picture even God bringing me through this or loving me through this or it's just a lot for me right now. And that's what I love about Jesus is because he says in his word, cast all your cares upon me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Meaning that everything that you have going on in your life, there's nothing that he is not able and cannot handle because he is the creator of life. He created you. He knows your chemistry. He knows your makeup. He knows your downfalls. He knows your uprising. He sees where the enemy is trying to attack your life, your marriage, your children, your body. And that's why Jesus Christ himself, the man Jesus Christ, died on Calvary that you might be saved from your sins and healed in your body and restored. Jesus didn't listen. He didn't just die for people to just be redeemed for salvation. That is the key point. That is key. But he also wanted people a love relationship with you and also to bring you into a place of restoration. COVID, listen, COVID was not sent by God. Say, did God allow it? Yes, God can allow it. But it wasn't sent by God. God never, listen, God never ever wants people to think that he is a murderer or he um, he loves them so less that he doesn't care about them. We have to understand that there are men and women in this, in, in, of all ethnics, all colors, and all races. That's all the same, huh? And they all have the ability and the same choices to receive Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. Without Him, you cannot do anything. Without Him, 
you have the tendency to do and to walk in the selfish nature in which you were born in. We were born into sin. We're sinners by nature. Okay? But Jesus Christ came to take on those burdens. He came to, he took on the sins of the whole entire, entire world. It doesn't matter where you at. If you can be in Istanbul, you can be in Turkey, you can be in Guam, you can be in Haiti, you can be in Japan, you can be in Singapore, you can be in the U.S. of A. Jesus Christ bore our sins for us. So we have to position ourselves to believe that, to receive that, and to have that. Okay? You have to believe that. You don't have to see that. You just have faith to have it. Okay? I know it's a little tongue twister, but that's what God wants you to do. So, um, there's people, many people right now that have a lot of maladies and, and sicknesses in their body. And I'm a living witness, a living witness, a living testimony that Jesus Christ can eradicate every stronghold, every sickness and disease, every weakness. Some things are not sick until death. Some things are weaknesses in the bodies, in the flesh. Sometimes there's changes that need to take place in our diets. Sometimes we have to get out and exercise. I did that today. Sometimes we have to be around encouraging people that will encourage us in the faith. And mainly we have to stay before the Lord, stay in his word, trust him that he's not a man that he should lie, neither son of man that he should repent. If you've gotten a bad report, that's a fact, okay, that they see it. Sometimes they see it. Sometimes they may misdiagnose it. Now I'm not, and sometimes it's just like it's. But when you get the bad report, I want to say this: is that excuse me, is to remember that whatever sickness it is, whatever you've been diagnosed with, remember that Jesus Christ took that for you on the cross. He took everything. So when you hear your diagnosis. And it doesn't seem favorable or it's just so shocking. The remember this, that Jesus Christ paid that penalty. It doesn't matter if it's um, Graves disease. Uh, It doesn't matter if you have heart disease, lung problems, kidney problems, uh, cancer, uh, uh, AIDS, diabetes. It doesn't matter homosexuality, whatever it is that you're dealing with and it's plaguing you. Jesus Christ is a healer. He is a healer. Can he use the doctors? Yes, he can. I'm a witness to that. The faith still has to come from you to believe that God sent you there to the right person to help you to overcome Whatever is plaguing you, therapy. someone on here tonight, you've been dealing with therapy for a long time. This is going to be really important for you. A lot of times what happens is that people talk themselves out of their healing because they don't see it fast enough. They don't see the results. 
They still feel the little tweaks and the irks and the pains. But he told us that we're to walk by faith and not by sight. We have to line ourselves up with the truth because God can't lie. So when you're in that secret place of the most high God and Jesus, the the spirit of God is speaking to your spirit, he's allowing you, he's letting you know the adjustments that need to be made in your life. Rather is your pattern of thinking, rather is your diet, rather is the, the, the medication, and then him saying, well, take it this long, and then we're going to wean you off, tell your doctor you need to be weaned off. Uh, he will give you the truth. He will give you instructions. He won't lie about it, and he will confirm it through his word. Amen. So what we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a a look at uh, the healing of a paralytic. And I'm, there's some things that God just really blessed me with. And like I said, he cannot lie. And if he says that you are healed, you are healed. And we're going to see what you have to do with the word that comes to you, how to activate your faith. Amen. So let's read it. And we... We'll only go as far as God says for us to go. And we're starting at verse 1. And this is the healing of the paralytic. It says, Again, he entered Capernaum after some days. And it was reported that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no room to receive them. So what we see right here is that it was crowded. I believe this to have been Jesus' house. And they have a ten- they had a tendency, wherever he went to, they wanted what he had. They wanted the anointing. They wanted the healing. They didn't care where they had to go to go find him, to get get to reach his hem of his garment, to touch him, to, to be in his presence. Because God's presence is not only tangible, but we also know that because he's omniscient, and that he's omnipotent. That his power can go everywhere. God's power can go across the, the airways. God's power can go through social media. It can go uh, uh, because he's omnipotent, omniscient, all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere in every country. Amen. That's what we have to believe that. And I know that's to be true. I was praying last night in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was showing me. People who had been um, healed of COVID in Angola. And that's how, and I just praised God because that's how powerful his spirit and that's how far of distance he can go. To heal a family of 10 and 17, 10 and 7 of complete wholeness, the whole family from COVID disease. That's the power of God. Just thinking about it makes me shout. Amen. Because that's his power. Amen. So we know he's everywhere. So he's not limited to where you are, whatever country you are. He's not limited. All he wants is a relationship with you. And for you to have that faith to believe that he will do it, what he says that he would do for you. Amen. And it says, and he preached. Amen. Uh, It said, and immediately they were gathered together so that there was no room to receive them. And not even in the door. The place was packed. 
and he preached the word to them. See, this is what uh, uh, oftentimes that has been missing is that people, and I've been studying, doing study of Oral Roberts and some of the great evangelists of then and evangelists now, healing evangelists. One of the things that Jesus did, it says right here, and he preached the word to them. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, what it does is elevate your faith. It brings your, it elevates your faith to believe. Amen. Is because he just speaks to your spirit and that causes your faith to rise. At that point of when your faith has risen is the time that you receive. You grab it by faith, you hold on to it, and you don't let the devil take it back from you ever again. Bad reports, or you say, well, maybe some of it's kind of gone. I still feel a little achy. You still keep praising God for the total manifestation of the total healing because you already are healed because you accepted him. You believe that he took it for you. Now you are just waiting for the full process. You're already healed. You say, well, I got a little limp, Pastor Lisa. You still walk on it. You keep walking on it and you're praising God and just stay. You're thanking him for it because it's already been done. The limp, the, 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 the um, symptoms, those are the things that the enemy tries to increase on you to make you doubt that God did it. But God did it. And you just keep walking in it and keep thanking God for it until it's completely gone. I had a situation with my leg that I had injured in the military. And um, the Lord had told me, he said, I'm going to heal it. He said, I will heal it. Right? So when he spoke that to my spirit, I believed it. Because I know he can't lie. I believed it. And it was... I was healed the immediate, listen, I was healed immediately when I believed it. Now the symptoms, watch this, the symptoms had been there, but the symptoms started to dissipate. The more that I kept confessing the word, the more, because I already was healed, I would just stand in allegiance with what God had already told me. So what happens is you keep on speaking the word on your flesh, it has to obey it. It has to, situation has to turn. Amen. So you have to make sure that you keep your mouth lined up with what God says, not what the devil is trying to show you or trying to make you feel. Amen. Okay. And it says they came to him bringing one sick with paralysis. And he was carried by four men. So this was four men of faith. Four men of faith who their friend was sick with palsy, okay? Now, they could have been discouraged by so many things. They could have been discouraged by the crowd. They could have been discouraged and, and uh, because they, there wasn't any room to even get to him. But they had a determination that if they could get in the presence of God, they Jesus, they knew that he would be healed. They knew it. They knew it for a fact. There wasn't question. You, in your time of despair and in your time of sickness or whatever you're going through, you have to put be in um, uh, in the company of other believers. 
You can't have doubters who have looked at the report and they look at the report and say it's impossible, it won't happen. Those are doubters. If you look at in the Bible, there was a situation where Jesus was going to heal a girl and the morning, the mourners was in there. And when Jesus went to go heal the girl, the the mourners started to laugh like, Jesus, are you kidding? This damsel, she's already dead. What you doing? You tripping? What's going on with you? And Jesus had to move them out because they had unbelief. When you have a chain of people that are believing for you, then you get positive. Listen, no doubt you get positive results. But when you have unbelief in the chain, it's like a broken link fence. It has access to be open for predators, for whatever to come in. So it's important that you stay linked up as tight as possible with people of like faith and never ever be around anyone who would tell you, well, if it's God's will, maybe that's unbelief. You want to be with people who are believers. And we see here that this paralytic man had four friends and they believed. When they could not, and they did not let the opposition stop them. When they could not come near him due to the crowding, they uncovered the roof where he was. So they climbed up to through the roof and tore the rooftop open. That shows this, their faith, their love for the man, and their trust in their faith in Jesus. Because there were other people who I'm sure that was trying to bring discouragement uh, to the four men to say, hey, what's the use? Look how he's half dead. What? We're trying to get in here too. Our cases are not severe as this case. But they blocked out. And this is what you have to do with the devil. You have to block, block him out. I mean, all the way. You can't let him nibble on your ear. You can't let him come in your mind because those are seeds of doubt. And if you keep those seeds of doubt and and come in allegiance with what he's saying, that could be the very death for some. And that's not what we're here to speak about that, but it's important because the Bible said death and life is in the power of the tongue. So you don't come in allegiance with the report. You're not saying that what the doctors have saw is not true, a fact, but you go to the word of truth, to God's word. God's word says, I am healed. God's word said, I am whole. God's word says, I can do all things. God's word says, I'm blessed. God's word says, I am healed. You go to the word of God and you stay in your circle of people who believe that for you and with you. It, now listen, I know we're talking about right now about physical um, healings, but it doesn't matter. It can be for your mental state. It can be for your children, uh, backslidden children or runaway children. It could be for your job. It could be for your, your crops. Um, uh, it can be for Jesus is, is a multiplier. 
Amen. He's not just uh, for one distinct place because he's everywhere doing everything at all times. He just needs for you to stay in a place of faith. Amen. Praise God. He'll do it. I know he'll do it. I know him to have done it. He has done it and he's still doing it in my life. It said when they had two broke when they had broken it open, they let down let the bed down which the paralytic lay. When Jesus listen, when Jesus saw their faith, okay? You said, Well, Pastor Lisa, you just said they walk by faith and not by sight. Listen, they walk by faith, we walk by faith and not by sight, right? But listen, Jesus we walk, watch, we walk by faith, but not by sight. What Jesus saw was their faith, okay? He connected, they connected to him. He observed their faith and said, this is it. We walk by faith, not by sight. What did he see? Their faith. It didn't, he, didn't say, he didn't see the man's condition. He saw what? Their faith. Because they connected in the spirit. That's how Jesus does. He sees our faith. He doesn't see the condition. He doesn't see the report. He sees our faith. He sees the direct. That's the direct beeline to getting what you need. It's oh glory. Hallelujah. Whew. When he sees your faith. Hallelujah. In the spirit. Amen. He sees. It. Whew. Okay. Thank you Lord. He saw, he saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you. Amen. He didn't ask him. Jesus didn't ask him a whole bunch of, a bunch of things concerning his life because God knows all about your life. He didn't ask, he doesn't ask about any of those things. He doesn't ask about those things. He said, your sins, whatever, listen, Whatever causes us to get into our condition or situation, God says your sins are forgiven. He's not concerned about that. He was concerned. He wants to know, do you have faith in him to bring you to a place of healing and wholeness and deliverance? That's all he wants to know. Do you have that kind of faith? And they had that kind of faith. He wasn't, listen, he wasn't concerned about their past. Okay, remember that in your life, Jesus does not, God, he does not care about your past, your past things, the things that you've done before, the, the, even the things that you did to get your own self in this situation. All he wants to know is, do you want to be out of this? Your faith has to be in him, in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Once you put your faith in him, not by, like I said, the reports, not by what your boss is saying, not by what your family is saying. Do you have faith in him? As soon as you you link your faith up with him, then that's when he is able to move on your situation quickly and bring resolve and healing. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And now listen. And then it says here in the 16th verse, said, But some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak such blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately when Jesus perceived 
in his spirit that they so reasoned within himself, he said to them, Why do you contemplate these things in your hearts? Which is it easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are uh, forgiven you? Or to say, Rise up, take up your bed, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, take up your bed, and walk, and go your way to your house. Let me tell you why, why this part right here is so essential and important. Watch this. Anytime that you're at a place of your breakthrough, there's always going to be the devil will always send someone or something to try to bring doubt. Amen. When Jesus was in the process of getting this man, this man to, to, to tell him to get up and take up your bed and walk. The man had already, the faith was already there. But listen, the words of doubt came. The Pharisees, the scribes, they stopped the whole process to say, well, why are you trying to heal? This is not the time to be healed. You're not God. Uh, you're saying you're the son of God. Now watch this. God revealed this to me. At that particular time, the paralytic who was waiting there for God, Jesus to finish what he was going to finish saying and doing, he could have let doubt, listen, get in his heart by what the devil was using the Pharisees to say. That could have changed his whole perception about Jesus and also caused him not to walk. He would not have gotten his healing. But he had this, he had the faith, he had the desperation, and he had the uh, the faith to believe that Jesus would do it. He had to block out the naysayers. When it comes to your body, comes to your healing, come to your lifestyle, come to your change, you have to block out, listen, the naysayers, the people who are doubters, the people who are walking in unbelief, the people who says, Jesus doesn't do it. He, the people who say uh, it's impossible, the doctor report, you personally have to block it out in the name of Jesus. And we see here where the paralytic man, it said immediately he rose, picked up his bed and went out in front of them all so that they were all amazed. And what did he and, and what happened? And glorified God saying, we have never seen anything like this. I have seen people get up. I saw a man, young man, who last night, who was in a wheelchair. And he was at a, a, a crusade. And uh, uh, he had a slurred foot, which is like a foot that he drug. But he was in the uh, um, in a wheelchair. And, uh, and he had been there for in a wheelchair for a while. And... So the man of God asked him, said, what do you want to do? And he said, do you want to walk? And he said, yes, I do. He said, I think I'll get up and walk right now. (laughs) And he got up and he walked and his mother was amazed and people were amazed and he just kept walking. The more that, watch this, the more that he walked, the more strengthened his legs are. So that's why it's important that when 
you get healed and and you and you do something that you couldn't do before you you run if you can run a mile you run until you can run two miles if you couldn't bend before and you can bend now you keep on bending because you already healed you don't go by the symptoms you don't go with the devil trying to put in your mind you bend and you keep on bending until you uh, uh, uh till you are in full stride amen and you praise god if you if you're on if you're on a, a medication, you praising God. You know you 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 listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will let you know. Hey, it's time to get off the medicine. It's time to wean down. He'll say wean it down, and then he'll say get off. <laughs> Amen. That's what faith is all about. You don't you don't do it without like some of you who have been on medicine for a very very long time. Well, amen. Uh, praise God. And you feel like, man, it's time for me. It's doing something adverse to my body. You go to God. You see God. Say, God, this medicine is doing something, I believe, uh, uh, giving me side effects. So the Holy Spirit will lead you to the doctor to tell the doctor this, that, and the other. And say, uh, I need to wean down. Uh, and take out half of this or half of this. I feel now feel good is making me feel worse. God will lead you and guide you into all truth. You don't come off your medicine unless God tells you to. Amen. Uh, you don't and 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 you talk to your uh, provider and your provider will say, Hey, I I agree with that. Let's do this. He'll give you the he or she will give you a plan. But remember this that God is still the healer. It doesn't matter. That's why he knows how much for you to take off and how when to wean you off. God knows, but you do it with the plan of God and by seeking him first. Amen. Praise be to God. So we see this and I'm going to skip all the way over here to hold on a second, everyone. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you guys are praying for me. Pray for me for I'm believing God for nothing less but 2020 uh, vision. I believe in him for nothing less but 2020 vision. Amen. And I'm going to skip over here to the uh, 25th, uh, 25th verse. Okay. And so we see where the, the Jesus here, he goes to um, to have supper at the tax collectors uh, with the, at, at his house. And many tax collectors and sinners together with Jesus and his disciples. And remember this. That Jesus is so special, okay? And that he loves everybody. You don't have to be a Christian for God to love you. But he wants a relationship with you. He wants you to be made whole. He wants to um, not just have where you're healed, but he wants you to be whole in your family, your relationship with your husband, relationship with your kids, relationship with your grandkids, relationship with your boss. Uh, he wants to help you, help you with your crops. And you say, well, my crops been dead for a long time. God is able to restore crops. I've seen him do it. I've seen him take dead situations where I had grass that wouldn't even grow in my front yard into full Full things of, of grass. Amen. So God can restore any of those things. Amen. But he wants you to know. He said. And then in the last. It says here. He said. And this is in the. Um, I believe this is the 20. I don't have my glasses on you all. 27th verse. He said. When Jesus heard it. He said to them. Those who are well. Have need of a physician. Not those. Um, but those who are sick. I came 
not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So what he was saying was because these were the naysayers. These were the Pharisees. And they were like, well, Jesus, why are you uh, going to a tax collector's house or a prostitute's house or a beggar's house or a poor person's house? Why are you going there? Why are you doing this? So Jesus was letting them know. Because he came, Jesus came for the lost. He came for the sick. He came for the prostitute. He came for the the people who were in trouble. That's what that means. And so he was saying, those who are well don't need a physician. Meaning the people who already who have me as their personal savior, they don't need a physician. He said, but I'm coming to the lost. I'm coming to the sick. I'm coming to those who have not made a determination yet to be saved. So with that being said, to know this, everybody, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Jesus has not changed his stance about salvation. Jesus has not changed his stance about drawing you to him. Jesus has not stand, uh, changed his stance about eternal life. About his the raptured life. He has not changed his stance. About giving you life abundantly on this earth. So. With that being said. Understand. Is all you have to do. Is have the faith. In God to believe. To receive. Have the faith. I'm going to say it again. Have the faith. In God. To believe. What you receive. Let them meditate for a minute. Think about that. Okay. I want you to, I want to say it again. Have the faith to believe what you need to receive. Amen. So with that being said, I, I want you to do the most important thing in you, you could ever do in your life. The most important thing that I could ever do in my life was give my life to Christ. More than money, more children, any of those things, that's the best decision I've ever made. That I would have life beyond this life. Amen. So let's do that today. Will you make the Lord your Savior, Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, that you would have eternal life and that you have life abundantly down here on earth? If you're going to do that, Just repeat after me and acknowledge to Jesus. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I ask you now to come into my heart. I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. That I might have eternal life and abundant life on earth. Now, Lord, I thank you. And I ask you, God, that you will fill me up with your Holy Spirit. And you can use me as a testament in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you believe that, immediately Jesus entered into your heart. The Spirit of God is right there. Enter to do your heart. The same works that Jesus did, you can do down on earth. That's to pray for yourself, 
pray for your family and love on him and have eternal life. And tell somebody, I got saved today. I have life after death. I got saved today. I'm born again. And with that, read your Bible because you're a new creature. You're not that old person anymore. You're not a slave to sin. It's not your master anymore. The devil is not your master. Your master now is Jesus Christ. Amen. So get into the word. Meditate on the scriptures because that's how God talks to us. He talks to you and me through his word, through the word of truth. Amen. And congratulations. The Bible says he'll leave the 99 to come for your one soul. And you did it today. Now, Father, I thank you for these souls that you have healed today and that you have delivered and brought them into the kingdom of God. I ask you now, Father, that you will fill them up with power. Doing them is power, Lord, over their minds, over their souls. And, Lord, I want to just say thank you for them. I thank you, Lord, for their families. Bring reconciliation to their family. Bring joy to their hearts. And, Lord, bless them with more than enough crops, everything that they need, because you are their Lord. Make a turnaround right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in their health. I know you can do it. You did it for me. Complete eradicate any weaknesses, any sicknesses in their body. And, Lord, let them be filled with the Holy Ghost with power. And, Lord, we say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And bless God. Well, praise God, everybody. I thank God for being on here. It's been a while. I missed you. And I want to promote something also. If you go to Calm, I want to let you know I have a product available on uh, Amazon.com called The War in My Mind to the Place of Deliverance by Lisa L-I-S-A. Macintosh, M-C, capital I-N-T-O-S-H. That's on Amazon. It's in Kindle format or paperbook. $9.95 for the paperback and $8.95 for the Kindle version. And you will be so blessed. I, my life has changed. And I didn't even know that God would change my life so drastically through this writing. But he loves you. Tell the world, show the world, let your light so shine before men that you might glorify your Father in heaven. I love you. Look forward to talking to you next time. God bless you. Pray for me. Keep me in your prayers. Please keep me in your prayers that I will endeavor to do the will of God. God bless you. And I will talk to you all next time. God bless you. Amen and bless God.